Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. Welcome back, folks. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. He, as far as I know, will be back in the captain's chair tomorrow for Trivia Friday. We got to have our captain, our dean of Learning University. Uh, we, we need him to be in the captain's chair for that program to go for, for the learning. There's going to be no living with him. <laughs> because Mississippi State won yeah. the national. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, no, he was thrilled. I was, uh, he you know, sent back videos and stuff like that to, uh, to, to leadership. He was just, just beyond himself. So I'm very happy for him. And, uh, it's great to, to win, you know, being a, being a Boston fan for, uh, you know, the sports that are up there, we're used to winning, you know, because you know, the Red Sox, the Bruins, the Patriots, the Celtics, some of those teams. I mean, I mean, you know, we just we win all the time. So, you know, my heart goes out to the to the little people, you know, who win a championship and think, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Sports, sports can be a lot of uh, a lot of fun, and I know some people take it too far or too dedicated to sports, but uh, it really can bring people from different backgrounds together. And uh, well, just look at us, Fred. You and I. You're Canadian. Um, American, we like hockey. We talk hockey. I was just going to the, uh, just taking a little break during the break and saw Ken Green, one of our staff. He's uh-huh. a hockey fan mm-hmm. talking in the hallway. In fact, when I got done and I thought, oh, good grief. I have a show to do. So I had to run back here. But anyway, uh, Steve Jordahl. Who has a look us. of like, I don't care about hockey. <laughs> no, I, he does I, know a little bit about hockey. Hockey. It's a great sport, uh, except that I can't ever follow the puck. It just goes so fast around the ice. And yeah. One of the networks decided to highlight it one time and make it a streaking puck. So you yeah, I remember it. that. That was the days of Peter Puck. Yeah. That's what they called it. it. Yeah, it was It was not the NHL's best moment. <laughs> <laughs> they had a little, it was a little uh, little character, a little cartoon character. Yeah. And he, Peter Puck, and he had, a, he had a high-pitched voice, and he would teach the viewers who weren't familiar with hockey about hockey. And it, like I said, but, what, no, I'm saying that on TV, though, on TV, they had the coverage where they highlighted the puck so on about. TV. Yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah. During but, play. Yes. Okay. okay. They, they had a, they had a, uh, it, it would, uh, it would show you it had a little uh, glow to it. Yeah. 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 Show you where the puck was. Well, like, a if you, like Fred and I, if you, if you grew up watching it, your, your brain is like trained to know where the puck exactly. is. Like football. Yeah. 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 And right. what other sport is there? That you can go to one arena and watch hockey, wrestling, and a boxing match. Yes. <laughs> For one ticket. One ticket. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, when you get bored, uh, hot dogs, <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> All right, folks. I promise Tim's going to be back tomorrow. The hockey talk will end. So, Steve, what do we what do we got that concerning actual real news? Actual real news. Nancy Pelosi is determined to get to the bottom of the January 6th riots at oh, the Capitol. Good. She has announced a new select committee. This is uh, from one of her committees uh, to investigate the January 6th riot. It's going to have uh, be chosen by Nancy Pelosi, but she has to choose. She has to ask Kevin um, McCarthy. McCarthy about uh, five of them. So there are five Republicans. Republicans that are supposed to be on this. But I'll tell you what, they had a vote. Um, 
last week, I guess, on whether or not to make a commission on this, like they did 9-11, independent commission. They voted no, but six Republicans voted yes for that, and they probably would be the the uh, among the eight that uh, Pelosi will choose because she can veto McCarthy's uh, su- uh, suggestions. But um, they are Bill Cassidy of Louisiana and Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Ben Sass of Nebraska. What do they all have in common? (laughs) They're all (laughs) anti-Trump. Yeah, I I was just going to say I could save the the government a lot of money with Mm. this. uh, Not that the government, our government, cares about saving money, but I could save a lot of money, and I can tell you exactly what this. It's hearings, right? It's a hearing. It's not a a commission. It's a committee. A committee. I can just tell you right now what this committee will find. You guys ready? Okay. <laughs> President Trump's fault. Okay. Um, uh, all those who voted for Trump, mm-hmm. their fault. Yep. All conservatives, their fault, because all of them hate America. They're racist. They're white supremacists. And these dissidents are a threat to our democracy. Yes. Any any doubts that that's what they're going to find? I wouldn't bet against you. Yeah. No, and Liz Cheney, uh, who voted against Trump as well, yeah, she's going to be on the committee. They don't have Adam Kinzinger on here, but he was the other one that voted. So this is Trump. a joint Senate House no, committee. It's a House committee that has Republicans and Democrats on it. It's supposed to. Okay. It's Nancy Pelosi's creation. She couldn't get a unified, independent investigation going on this. Because okay. everybody thought it would be well, stacked. some of those names that you mentioned yeah. were Republican senators, all, though. Yeah, is that? Oh, right? that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what we're going to have is a Nancy Pelosi committee made up of Democrats and Republicans who hate Trump. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yes. So anyway, so we get when does that committee start up? Well, she has yet to announce when it's going to start and or the people that are on it, but I would imagine it's going to be within the next month or so, um, okay. probably in July at some point. She will have the committee named and, and on their way. Well, I-, I imagine then that the uh, the mainstream media, MSNBC and all of them, that they will be breathless as yes. they talk about this. As yes. long as the committee's going on, they will be talking about this and I'm sure will be uh, – uh, unable to contain themselves when the this committee comes down and says what I said they're going to say. I, I think that's they'll, – they'll just love it. I guarantee I you're guarantee right. I guarantee it. All right. <laughs> what else we got? Um, the, uh, Florida, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, uh, was sponsoring a bill in his state that was going to allow Floridians to sue big tech companies like Facebook and, uh, and Twitter and – um, all the rest. And um, that law was struck down by a judge as being unconstitutional. Federal judge? Federal judge. It's interesting, though. The reason that they said that they wanted this, or the reason that he, they kicked it out, was that uh, Florida argued that parts of the law may violate the First Amendment by requiring social media sites to host speech they otherwise would not buy and by interfering with their editorial judgment, which means they're editors of this. They're responsible for the content, which takes them completely out of the realm of the Section 230 uh, of the Decency Code 
argument. Yeah, and so Fred, this what what how this argument kind of plays out. I'm not an expert on this, folks. This is just my understanding of it. Is that the uh, the social media platforms have been considered by this Section 230 uh, kind of carve out? Is that if you are a platform, you can post things on there and not be held liable. For things that are said that might be, you know, if you post videos or articles or whatever that are either slanderous or libelous, depending on the, the, the form of the medium, so you can't be sued. Now, that kind of carve-out does not apply, that kind of exemption does not apply to someone who's a publisher. Yes. And so if Facebook, for example, or Twitter or some of these others, uh, you know, YouTube – if they are considered to be publishers, they can be held liable. Yes. Well, all the controversy over Big Social has been that they are acting like publishers by censoring certain viewpoints. Mm -hmm. We, you just talk about the the COVID yes. uh, kinds of them back and forth uh, mm -hmm. about wearing masks and things. You know, Facebook and YouTube and Twitter would would not Google would not allow anyone with an alternative viewpoint to post their material. Mm -hmm. And so they're acting like publishers, but have an exemption like a platform. And now it appears from what Steve's saying, the federal judge that struck down the Florida law is saying the reason I'm striking it down is because you're taking away their ability to act like publishers. Yeah. Yes. Which is the reason for the Florida law in the first place. So you either or one or the other. And what it's going to take for 230 to be can I call it deactivated, yeah. is perhaps Republicans to gain control of the Congress and say, okay, uh, now we have ample evidence of these platforms, so-called platforms, acting uh, and and providing editorial control. We know what happened during the election campaign. Right. They decided that uh, anything Trump, oh, we can't have that on uh, uh, because he can't back it. He can't provide facts to back up the right. argument. Therefore, we're going to take it down. And and they went on and on about we have this unbiased team of people looking at this kind of thing, and we can't put what we believe is unproven allegations out there. So they are acting just like the Washington Times, the New York Times, the Washington Post, which are all aren't covered by 230. All yeah. right? So it's going to take somebody coming in and saying we now have ample evidence that you so-called platforms, Facebook, Twitter, whatever the case may be, are acting just like the Washington Times or the New York Times or whatever the case may be. Therefore, uh, you're no longer exempt. Steve, it yeah. seems to me the only way out of this for big social is for them to say, fine, we will act as platforms. We want to keep the 230 exemption, the carve out, Section 230. And so from now on, Anyone can post anything as long as it's not illegal, illegal, advocating something illegal, pornography. Something yes, like that. those yeah. kinds of things, calling for someone to be killed. Right. Uh, and now that that will get them in trouble with the left, which is why I think they've been acting like censors, is because they uh, prefer the left. They view. are the left. They are the left. They are the left. So their only way out is to say you can post whatever you want, and we're not monitoring it. If it's illegal or you're calling for something illegal, that's that's the, that's the line you can't cross. Well, um, <laughs> it's uh, they have been acting like arbiters of truth 
Yes. Um, and I don't know what makes them think that they're so smart that they know what medical things work with COVID, right. for example. Um, but yeah. anyway, this is going to be interesting because I'm sure Florida will appeal this, right? This is a federal yeah. district judge, so yeah. I'm guessing they'll go to a uh, appellate court and yeah. try to defend the law there. So The law, um, the bill would allow Florida residents to sue the company for up to $100,000 per proven claim. And it also would uh, require the company to detail how they reached their conclusion about moderating or taking something and that's off. a big that's a big that's point huge. because a lot of times what these groups will do is they will say uh your your post has been taken down and they don't ever have to explain what it is all they say is you violated our community standards without an explanation and the florida law says you do have to explain it i they may they may say what you say they should do to get out of this they may say it but they will never do it yeah that they will work around the edges if they even go that direction at all. Yeah. Um, I don't trust them. Yeah, no, I, I, they've, they, they've earned that distrust. Yeah. So, all right, what else? All right, if you're traveling you, uh, internationally, you're required to carry a passport for, if you're, for your country you're a citizen of. In the United States, we have those blue passports. They're really nice. It's, it's yes. kind of cool to walk around with one of those. I'm kind of proud to be an American type thing. Yeah. Well, now the Biden administration has announced a new regulation that will allow self-identifying trans, uh, transgender and intersex and all the different genders if they are not a male or a female in their own head, they can have an X now on the uh, on the passport. So the, the so the formal position of the United States with regards to passports is if you are non-binary, you check X. Yeah. All right. How does that play out in terms of other countries? Uh, that's know? a good question. If you fly to another country and you're not identifying as male or female. I'm, I'm just asking because nobody knows yeah. at this point. No, uh, Fred, I, I'm I'm guessing you're gonna get in trouble with somebody who say no, you gotta you gotta be male or female because if you break a law in our country, we have to be able to identify you. Sadly, I believe if you were to go to Moscow, uh, I think they would stop you. Uh, I it's, I see here sex X. Yeah, we don't accept that. By the way, Russia in some ways is more conservative than oh, yes. we are now. And and more Christian and more uh, that's that's saying a lot. Yes, but Russia, you know, to to your point, uh, you're not getting in here. Yeah, you either are female or you're male. That's what we accept here. What are you now in Denmark or France? You, they, they're probably fine with it. Yeah, they don't care. Now, for a while, the U.S. has allowed transgender people to put their what they think they are on their passport. They still had to do an M or an F, but a guy could put an F if in his mind he imagined he was a woman. They've allowed that, but now this is the first time they have a new category. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, we keep crossing more and more rivers named Bizarre, yes. and I just keep wondering, well, how far how far does this land go, you know, in terms of craziness? Well, I, guess, I guess we'll continue to find out under the Biden administration. All right, what else? We have been talking about Gwen Berry. She's this Olympic hammer thrower that finished third at the U.S. Trials in Eugene, Oregon. She mounted the platform, and they started playing the national anthem, and she disrespected it. She grimaced. She turned around for back to the flag, put her hand on her hip, and, and then eventually talk, brought out a black T-shirt that said athlete activist. And she's been talking 
about um, that. She's been asked about that, obviously. Uh, she says, I never said that I didn't want to go to the Olympic Games. That's why I competed and got third and made the team. Um, there we go. I never said I hated the country. I never said it. All I said was I respect my people enough to not stand or acknowledge something that disrespects them. Yeah, so she, she, and by, by the way, now, someone went digging on her social media uh, through her history, and they came up with a picture of Gwen Berry holding the American flag proudly behind her as she is, uh, this was during the, when she made the 2016 team. She's very proud of the flag at that point. Yeah, so. it, it, Fred, this is this is one of those examples where the internet never dies. If okay. you post something, mm-hmm. you better make sure that you uh, are at least consistent. I, I'm guessing that what uh, Gwen, Barry, Barry, right? Barry, B-E-R-R-Y. Barry, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that what Gwen Berry is going to say is, well, back in 2016, I didn't know what I know now about America, which is a ridiculous argument because if the country actually is systemically racist, she would have found out long before 2021. That's true. You know, but if it's a sudden discovery, it is because she feels either she really does feel that the country is racist or she feels pressure to demonstrate that she's part of that group but uh i hate to disappoint her not all black people think alike nope and not all black people think this country is uh something to disapprove of well also she used the term in her objection to the national anthem being played the other day she said she out of concern for my people yeah well memo to miss barry (laughs) when you go to represent this country your people are all of this all country. Of us, yeah. Right. All right. All of this country. So uh, her her idea of trying again, it is this modus operandi of dividing America America up. The left likes to divide America up according to race. Yeah. We're trying to bring people together. Yeah. Uh, like Martin Luther King said, he looks at character. He doesn't look at skin color. That was his dream. These people who are making these protests are going against what many of them consider to be the leader yeah. of the modern civil rights movement. He, yeah. he spoke about character, and that's what that's that's biblical, folks. God looks at character. Yeah. And by the way, she she had a problem with the third stanza of the national anthem. Nobody knows the third stanza of the national anthem. Yeah, I did some looking up on that. I I, I had remembered that there was a response. The third stanza rep, uh, mentions the hireling and the slave. I'll read it for you if you want. Okay, just go ahead. The stanza goes, and where is that band of people who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more, so the band is not going to leave. Their blood, the band who defended the country, was washed out their foul footsteps pollution, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight of the gloom of the grave. Yeah, no, I, I did some looking up on that because I, I, I had the wrong explanation. This this went back three or four or five years. Uh, this came up again. I, I like you. I said I, I didn't never paid attention to the third stanza. I had the wrong explanation. I did go and and found some professors who had explained what that's talking about. It's not talking about. African-American black slaves being brought from Africa to the United States. It was a 
reference, a caustic reference to the British, yeah, the hireling and the slave. And so it was not talking about slaves in this country. So when someone like Gwen Berry mentions that and says this proves we're a racist country, it, it is historically incorrect and is being twisted yep. to be used as evidence of our country's systemic racism, yep. which incidentally uh, allowed a black woman to represent the country that she calls systemically racist. Yes, I, I don't did. understand that argument. All right. Hey, um, if uh, there's if uh, people who take drugs, they pay a lot for that for the for the drugs they take. Cocaine is one. Um, it costs somewhere around a hundred dollars a gram or so. A, a gram or so. Hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, uh, users in the United States here and and now are concerned about if the cocaine is ethically sourced, meaning did they lose use slave labor? Or did they? Uh, does it is it bad for the environment the way they grew or made the cocaine? Um, we got woke. Are they calling it woke coke? <laughs> so the UK, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So in the in the UK, there is concern about whether the the cocaine that they are legally buying yep. and using uh, is woke. Yeah. Is it environmentally safe and? were uh, indigenous workers exploited in the production of it. My understanding from our story meeting is that if you want the quote-unquote woke Coke, you pay more for it. Yeah, three times as much, $300 a gram. So uh, that that is just, you know, uh, was it P.T. Barnum said there's a sucker born every minute? Yeah. Well, that is proof in the U.K. that people are going to pay extra for uh, illegal drugs that are going to destroy them, but they are at least going to be able to pat themselves on the back yeah. on the way to uh, H-E double hockey sticks, <laughs> that at least it was environmentally safe. Okay. All right. I want to end with this. We teased this yesterday. I'm paying off. Um, the 18-month-old puppy from Greenville, South Carolina, named Raja, was... Uh, being a little frightened by the fireworks that were being set off early there. Dogs hate fireworks. They do. They do. Um, and she ran away. And they couldn't find her. She was gone uh, for a, a, a night or so. And in the middle of the night, Ryan um, and Lynn, Ryan and Lynn Whitaker were sleeping, and they hear the doorbell ring. Well, they get the. They have one of those ring doorbells that has a camera. Yes. The dog walked up on the the porch, put his paws up on the house, rang the doorbell with his nose. <laughs> when you you mentioned this in our story meeting uh, yesterday, and I said we have got. Oh no, I think I sent this to. That I said, anyway, I, I I thought this is fantastic because this dog. Now I will say this, Fred, uh, that our dogs that we have when there's thunder. Yeah, they they are terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, my daughter's dog. She she's been uh, living with us. When it's thundering, she will just about break down our bedroom door to get in bed with us. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise this dog took off yeah. with the fireworks. But I saw the video. I had to see the video. This dog actually comes up and rings the doorbell yeah. with her nose. Very cute dog, but large yeah. dog. So that's yeah. partially how they pulled it off. So, Indeed. folks, let me just tell you. Two days in a row, we've had dog stories. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. and you, you you can't get that anywhere else. 
<laughs> well, you can from the places that actually ran these stories. But in terms of radio, you get them right this here. This is here. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Thank you, Fred. You Thanks bet. to Brent Creeley, Chris Woodward, uh, Stacy Stolting of Unite the USA, Dr. Alex McFarland. Thank you, folks, for listening. More great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. And Lord willing, we'll see you here tomorrow for Trivia Friday.